So I have Gert Pane with me and he started his own business uh, about one and a half years ago. Yes. I am really curious about his background and how he decided on starting this business, how he's doing it and um, where he stands at the moment. So. We are designing our life, our business and our message. If you are growing into an entrepreneur as well, just tag along and listen to our podcast. Good morning, Gert. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm fine. All right. So, can you tell us a little bit about what kind of business you have? And how you ended up starting this business? Um, my shop is, the main thing in my shop is my own, I'm, I'm an illustrator, so I make my own illustrations. And the main part of my shop is the illustrations printed on, on prints, on cards, and a couple of gifts. That is the biggest part. And I've added some vintage as well, small things, because it's a small shop. but to give it a bit more than just prints and cards. Okay, yeah, so and you have this distinct identity then of this vintage look and style. Yes, they are in a limited period of time. Most of them are between 1950 and 1980. And yes, they are very typical for the time. I'm very strict in what I want to put in my shop and not. Okay, okay that's really good. So you really narrow it down to this is what I want to sell and... Yes, when I look for those things, I am very specific about what I want and what I, what I don't want. Yeah, I think that's a really good tip if you want to start a business, any business, to really narrow it down and be really specific. Okay, so, yeah. and how did you come up with the idea to start this business and to start a shop? Because you're not in your 20s anymore. So no. it's not that you were like graduated and started your business. So how did you come up with this idea now? Well, it, it, the idea evolved. The, the original idea was I was actually having a job at a school and I went in the direction of some kind of burnout, depression, and I thought this is not what I want to do. I want to do something more creative in the first place. So. I started with following an illustration course in Antwerp, and I also followed, um, I don't know what it, what's it called in English, it's a, a couple of sessions where they determine what the best kind of job would be for you. And at the end of the session, they said, oh, well, the job for you doesn't exist yet. You have to find something yourself. So that's what I did. And I started trying out some things. I went abroad, I, I did my bed and breakfast. I started with the illustration, but with the idea of I will be illustrating children's books. And all that evolved. It's very difficult to, to become an illustrator because there's already a lot of very good illustrators in Belgium. So to become the next one is not so easy. So I thought, well, why not start making illustrations, print them myself, do the whole process myself and sell them. So I started that in France. I did that 
for a while on markets, in other shops, in, in exhibitions, until I came back to Antwerp and I saw this cute little shop that was for rent. I put two and two together. I thought, well, what if I rent my own space and do that part as well? Then I have full control of what I want to do. And I have some experience with tryouts in France. So I believe that I can do it. So that's how it started. It took several years to, to get to this point. So it's something that has to evolve. Well, yes. And, and it will evolve more. Yes, from the initial idea of I want to be an illustrator and I want to illustrate children's books. I've been talking to illustrators that I knew or that I met and they were all surviving because that was it. Help from the government. There was not one illustrator that could say, yes, I'm an illustrator. I do this myself and I make children's books and that's it. It wasn't like that. They were all supported by the government. So I thought, hmm, so I, I don't know if I want to do that. What other options are there? So in, in the process, I, I changed my mind because everything is possible. Yeah, and you're creating your own path. Yes. Like they said yeah. you had to do, yeah. It wasn't there. It doesn't exist in Antwerp yet, so. No, nice, yeah. So what is it that you want to accomplish? Um, what I want to accomplish in the first place is actually what I'm doing now, being independent and, and do what I like. That doesn't necessarily mean that I will be illustrating the rest of my life. I like a lot of things as well. Um, and I want to be able to live from that. So, okay, making money with that is essential. Mm -hmm. It's not what drives me, but you need to do it. It's, yeah. it's important. The fact that I can be independent with what I want to do and have fun doing it, for me is, is worth much more than having this big career in a company somewhere. This is much more my thing. I would like to do more with other people too. Maybe collaborations or maybe start up a bigger sort of illustration gallery where other people can be involved. That could be the next step now. Yeah, that is what I wanted to ask as well because uh, you have a little shop in the center of Antwerp. So that must be very expensive, I guess. And do you have external capital? Are you funding everything yourself? And how are you coping with that? So are there forms of collaboration that you started and stuff like that? Yeah. Well, apart from, from the fact that we are in this crisis now, and I had some funding because of the crisis, apart from that, uh, no, I did my startup myself. Of course, I, 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 used, I lived in France in a big house with lots of furniture. So I made my shop with that. So I had a very, very low budget start. I just compiled my shop with furniture that I had, that I liked. Old crates, boxes, an old bench that I found somewhere. That kind of thing. That, that For me, it was also important that the shop was not as... Um, clean and, and like like all the big chains are. So the shop is something else, so I can use older furniture that is maybe not in, in, in the perfect state because it, it adds some more, it adds more value to the... Yeah, yes. if your shop is sold. Yes, it's, it's like how I would put things in my house. I put, this, I put these things in my shop, mm -hmm. it's, it's the same. So 
I used a lot of things that I already had and I, the rest I did quite low budget. I, I started up myself, I built the shop myself with some help from a couple of friends. And after that, yes, then the rent came. Uh, rents are high in Antwerp. I managed to get a shop that belonged to the cathedral. So the rent is a bit lower than the rest, which doesn't mean it's low. But I, I've had a conversation about that only this week with another business owner from Mechelen. He said the same. The most businesses in, in places like this, they are they are working for the rent. And then you hope you you have something left to live from. It's it's also a bit strange that they that the big the rents are so high that every shop here is you can see it is struggling. Uh, first thing they need to pay is an enormous rent, and then they they just need to hope to make some more profit. It's not just me. But mm-hmm. Yes, but at the moment, uh, apart from that uh, Corona pandemic support that I got, no, I didn't get any any other support or startup support. You're bootstrapping your business. That's nice. And so you uh, you talk about collaboration with other people. Is that something that is just starting up or did you collaborate? Well, we had the pandemic, so a lot of things stopped. And recently a project started under Talents. That is somebody who bought his own big shop. And he already has around 25 creative people from Antwerp. He puts them together in his shop. He sells their products. You pay a bit of rent and some commission. So that is my first collaboration at this point. No doubt there will be more. There can be exhibitions in other places, but also I would like to do a pop-up. Like I said before, a pop-up with several illustrators, graphic designers, local people or or at least people from Belgium, Holland, France who can exhibit there and who knows, maybe at one point a couple of people say let's work together and let's start up a bigger shop with with five people together or something Mm -hmm. that those things are possible. Yeah, nice yeah, so you mentioned the corona pandemic and the lockdown how did you feel when and, and what happened when the lockdown was announced well, I was on holiday when it <laughs> it started slow because they, they first said you can only open during the week, not in weekends. So I was like, who would do that? <laughs> why, why would I open it during weekdays and then close my weekends? And then one week later, we had to close completely for four weeks. Um, they've never been very clear about how long this would take so we started out with four weeks then it was six then it was eight weeks Uh, and we had the unofficial lockdown in august where they just shouted don't go to antwerp (laughs) that was the same as a lockdown for us only we were open and then november we had another one for a month and uh, shopping by appointment was not much better than a lockdown so we had a couple in the beginning, you have no idea that it would take that long. So, so you think, okay, if it's one month, and they were giving quite a lot of support in the beginning. So I was thinking, fine, if it's one or two months, we'll survive. And we, we get back on our feet, we open up again, and then it's before summer, so we will do summer, and that will be, it will be okay. But it wasn't. And now, <laughs> I'm at a point where I say, 
I have no idea what will happen in one week, two weeks, four weeks. So yeah. I'm not going to think about that. I'm just going to work and see what happens. And yeah. and then I heard that you had this idea for a special collection. Well, yes, I was just after the first uh, lockdown and there was still very quiet in June. So there's not so much to do in the shop. You can fill up prints and cards, but when there's no customers, you have nothing to do. I was thinking uh, there are quite a lot of people who make t-shirts, sweaters, things with, with Antwerp dialect quotes on. And those quotes are funny, but if you put them on, for example, a card, nobody would buy them because it's not really suitable to give to somebody. So I was thinking maybe I could turn these around and make some, some small texts or quotes that fit on a card and that also are very positive. Just telling each other, you like each other, you love each other. You can tell that in a very, very funny way in, in, in Antwerp dialect. So I made a couple of those, five. The graphics on the back of the cards, I made very quickly and I thought, I was a bit frustrated because you could see all those cards made very quickly, in my opinion, very quickly. And they were all looking the same. It's like you, you, make, you make some shapes and you put some, some dots on top or some lines or something very, very simple with a couple of colors. And that is your, that is your design. And I thought, I can do that. So I made that, but I, I used them for the back of the cards. Uh, I put a white space on the front, irregular circles, shapes. And in that, I would put a text, really big, big fonts, very clear. If you put them outside in a rack, you could see them from five meters distance. You could actually read them. So I thought, well, let's make something like this. Let's put them in a rack and let's see what it does. And I did that. And those five cards sold much quicker than anything I've ever made before, <laughs> which I thought was very funny. So I started making more. By now I have, I don't know actually, somewhere between 30 and 40, and I made a, a set of 10 for New Year. So it's growing quite fast. And, and they sort of saved me through the pandemic because I, I was able to put them in another shop and uh, that stayed open, a bookshop. And he sold lots and lots in November still they still sell so that sort of saved my shop yeah. yes because i wasn't expecting that i was thinking okay they are funny but how many cards do you sell of, of one design how many you you order usually 12 cards of a design when you order them somewhere else so that means with 12 cards you you can do quite a while and in, in this case it wasn't that was not the case i was <laughs> filling up cards constantly and that also in the other shops, they, they also sell your cards. Well, the bookshop that offered to put a rack in November, they, they are still selling them. And they actually put the, the card rack in front because those are the best seller cards. Wow. So you found your unique value points, your, because the other boxes are very standard and with the same prints and, and very easily applied. And you made your own version of that. So make my version of that. 
looking it's a bit the same as what i do with the shop i look for i look for a word or a couple of words that i like that i think are really funny or sound funny in in Antwerp dialect and i, I start making a sentence around that for a birthday or for to, to tell somebody you like them you love them for some they're more now they're for retirement for a baby i mean there's several now and and yes so i start with a word that i like and then i start making a sentence building a sentence around it that that sounds funny that i think that is one of the strengths of the cards is that most of them are positive and when they are a bit edgy it's it's funny so you and really found again you found your niche your niche down yes because that was the kind of thing in this dialect that wasn't happening everything that i saw was it was funny but it was always negative it's a, it was negative or rude and they were funny and i i don't mind rude but <laughs> birthday cards you can be a bit more edgy with the birthday yeah okay so for our listeners do you have like an instagram page uh, do you have a, an online shop where people could look at your work and order it or yes I have two Instagrams. One gallery Fritz Antwerpen is about the shop. The other one, Fabrique Bacalit, is my illustration brand. So that is solely about my illustrations. So there you also see things that might not be on print or not yet be on print. So that is more focused on, on my work, illustrations. Uh, and Gallery Fritz is more about the shop and, and what happens in the shop. Do you have an uh, online shop or can people... Yes, on my website, uh, on the website of Gallery Feeds, there's an online shop, not for the vintage yet, only for the cards in the prints. Uh, with the vintage, we have... I'm a bit scared of sending out... Uh, vintage stuff. Cups yeah. or... Yeah. I've had some bad experiences myself with those things. They break sometimes. Yeah. So so I want to find a way that maybe you can order them online or, or like reserve them online and then pick them up in the shop later. Mm -hmm. And then we can put the whole collection there because right now there is only a small part of the collection in the shop and the rest is waiting upstairs. Mm -hmm. So for the future, I would like to do that. Then Then people can see actually everything that is there, even the things that they can't see in the shop. Okay, we will make sure that our listeners can uh, see. So we will put the links of your Instagrams, your web shop and your web page beneath the, uh, or in the description of the podcast. Yeah. So yes, uh, thank you very much for this interview. I thought it was really nice to uh, hear your story about how you started, like with just the, uh, the idea of I want to do something different, not in a corporate environment. I want to do something creative mm -hmm. and for myself. I want to be my own boss. And then how you evolved from being very broad and starting a bed and breakfast uh, abroad to becoming very specific and very niche. And um, I really like that. I wish you all the luck. And um, yeah, I uh, hear you soon. Okay. This concludes our first interview. I thought it was really educational. I enjoyed talking to Gert. I hope you all go and look at his Instagram and his webshop. If you are starting your own business 
and you want to be featured in our podcast or you want to be interviewed in our podcast, just send us a message and we will contact you. You can also find our links to our website and our blogs in uh, the description of the podcast together with the promised links of Jert's business. Thank you for listening and talk to you next time.